Hey, you up on my tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. You made it to the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. You know, I haven't said this in a while, but do your pre-bread bread, and don't have bread before bed. Do your pre-bed ritual, whatever that may be, but hygiene, reading, meditation, whatever, or, or nothing. Uh, but do that, then get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play on this podcast. And we're going to do the rest from there on. I can't brush your teeth. I mean, I could for a price, but the price would be friggin' humongous. Um, but what I can do is create a safe place, that's what this podcast does, where you can set aside anything that's bothering you, worrying you, that's got your mind, like your mind, you think your mind's like, hey, taking it easy, getting run down, your body's tired, you're tired, you're emotionally tired, but then your brain's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? I'm not tired. What is it going did, you, did I tell you? What do you do? What do you think? You know, whatever your brain, whatever language, tone, vocabulary it uses, it's it's keeping you awake. But we're going to distract you from that with a story. All you got to do is listen. And the story will start off. It's uh, tonight's Super Doll, or no, tonight's Trending Twitter Tuesday. So it's going to be a story based on what's trending on Twitter or influenced by what's trending on Twitter. You just got to listen in the story. Listen to the story instead of thinking. Can't do two things at once, I think. I haven't, I haven't been meaning to look up the facts on that, but I've been told that or I overheard it or something or I'm or I'm making a false assumption. But still, if it doesn't matter, it'll work. We're going to distract you from that, but you don't have to pay super close attention to the story because the story's going to go on. And I'll do some talking. I'll take some by roads and some... Uh, make some quasi-salient points that aren't really salient because I'm not even positive what salient even means, and I'm being straight with you. And uh, then I'll go on like this talking about words or, you know, what's on somebody's uh, ear or something like that, and you'll be like, you won't have to listen because you'll be sleeping. That's the goal. It's a podcast to put you to sleep, as I said, and we do it with a bedtime story. But this is your first time here. I'm just trying to help you out. And let you know what you're getting into, okay? I'm not here to sell you any bullshit. And, I, I, you know, I swear, but not a lot. But I'm not here to try to talk into anything. See if this podcast works for you. If it does, terrific. You're welcome to come. We got episodes Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If it doesn't work for you, no big deal. Go on. Try some, like, somebody, you know, try some math speeches or some stuff like that or there's, uh, I have a couple of things in the show notes. Email me. I'll share them with you. Feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. I got some boring stuff some listeners have sent me. So that's, um, and if you need to get a hold of me, if you like the show and you need to get a hold of me, or you're, you're on the fence, email me. Feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. Check out our website, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Super uh, trending Twitter Tuesday episodes are at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Tuesdays. Uh, we're, um, you can comment on the website for now, as long as no jerks do that. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. People get a hold of me there. Facebook. Some people, lately this past weekend, people have been getting a hold of me on Twitter and Facebook. Double coverage. 
uh, or you'd go triple coverage. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a little stumbling, but you know, let's, uh, this is trending Twitter Tuesday. Let's go straight into it. I'm picking up my phone. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, hopefully we're not trouble I had last week. It's right about the same time. I had yesterday, as an aside, my freaking phone was uh, not, it was booting up for about six hours of a 24-hour day, but it just booted up right there. Okay, Twitter is, uh, it's a loading. It's 5.32, October 19th, uh, 5.32 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Going to discover. I'm scrolling. Come on. Trends. Hold on, I'm going to burp. Okay, I got trends up. I cannot take a screenshot. What are you kidding me? It's always... Holy crap. Okay, I'm trying to take some screenshots here, but... Okay, we got it. Okay, we got screenshots taken. That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten things are up. And the last bullets, so let's, um, you know, whatever. Fall asleep. How about it? All right, folks, it's time for trending Twitter Tuesdays. Trending. Tales from Twitter trending. That were trending on a Sunday. And now it's a Tuesday and you're listening to these trending Twitter tales. Tales. Trending Tuesday on Twitter. Or now on the, uh, from Twitter. And you might say, why only Twitter? Uh, I don't, it's a good question. Uh, it takes only two screenshots to capture it. So, but yeah, maybe I'll look into other trends. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, it took three screenshots though, so. Okay, we got it. And uh, let's start with the story. This, so tonight uh, we're talking Halloween stories. Uh, for those of you that've been with us the last two Tuesdays, I uh, we're, we're talking about Halloween. I had a quick fill-in. I know some of you probably are like, "Oh boy, here he goes again." Uh, but I discovered in uh, somewhere in another a universe that's both, I guess, fictional and real. It can't be both. I don't know. Some other. Some wavelength situation somewhere that's not here in your reality that you say, oh, boy, this is BS. Or it's just a made-up story. It's not, okay? Somewhere on the edge of one of these, I was using multiverse and the transverse, but those were just words that I'm trying to come up with for something that's beyond description because our minds would say, oh, that's nonsense, which it is. And that's maybe it's the nonsensiverse. Nonsensiverse, yeah. Nonsiverse. Nonsensiverse, right? So maybe that's where I was. But I was out there and I got out to the edge because I heard this rumor there's a bed and breakfast out there. And this bed and breakfast serves a couple customers, a couple types, villains and monsters. Now, I know anxiety can get, these are not this, it's not a scary monster situation. More. Of the uh, monsters and villains. Well, I haven't. I won't even get into any of villain type stuff. But you know, we're talking more G, somewhere between G and PG movie rating monsters. So, 
probably nothing that's going to, you need to worry about. And actually this is like a learning, you know, um, Carol Dweck mindsets, a little book I read and tried to understand, but, uh, talks about, you know, mind plasticity stuff. That's what makes this nonsense averse possible, I think. But what was my point is that, uh, uh, this is a teachable moment, I guess, for you. Stuff that, you know, might be like, I don't want to hear about any monsters or villains. Maybe by getting to know them. Like, over the last two weeks, we got to know kind of Dracula. Well, I guess we did. Or, yeah, in Transylvania, we definitely got to know a little bit more about that. And then we got to know the creature from the Black Lagoon. Fairly, not fairly well, personality-wise, personal details we didn't he didn't have too much going on but we heard a lot about his back uh story i guess maybe so you know maybe we could develop some empathy and compassion and maybe even you know maybe some friendships or love affairs will be in there i'm not saying you need to have i would avoid the creature with back black lagoon because i would imagine he's got a lot of pokey parts and slimy parts but that's just me from personal observation though I mean, I didn't look, but anyway, so this is where our tale again tonight starts. And it starts out at the bed and breakfast. Now, I was out there all last week. Now, benefit, I think, I don't know if I explained it, but I'm able to go out there, kind of like a time travel situation. I'm going out there, I'm spending the week out there, but really I'm not, like, I get back here, I go to my job, I get the podcast on all that. It's pretty exhausting, um, living in two, two alternative reality type situations. That's why people don't do it all the time. Otherwise, you'd get some jackass selling tapes or CDs or a podcast on, uh, you know, being more efficient by living in two realities. It's not more efficient. What well, I mean, technically it is. Huh, maybe I should get, hey, let me just test something if, if you guys could indulge me. <clears throat> Well, how you doing? Uh, well, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen? This is uh, Brad Bradderson here. I'm the uh, director of the uh, Alternative Efficiency Institute, and I just want to tell you about a, uh, a series, podcast series we have coming up, Accessing Alternative Realities and Unlocking Dreams of, of Wealth, Health, and uh, what's wealth, health, and uh, wealth, health, and uh, greatness? All your dreams are possible by simply unlocking another alternative universe. You can practically double your time in one day. You can get more done. You can get the body you want, the lifestyle you want. You can meet. You can gather minions. You hear about minions. You always wonder well, how do they get minions? Well, I'm not going to tell you, but. For a small price, you'll be able to access our podcast and unlock the secrets to wealth, health, and greatness in another universal reality. Now, we're not responsible. Uh, okay, so that, okay, so that might be coming up. Anyway, so I was out there all week telling bedtime stories to these creatures and villains. I'm not, could be, actually, I'm not allowed to talk to them, but from what I could observe, um, I came out a little aside. If you're going to be doing any of this type of work, we talked about the sexual situation of bed and breakfast, the sex aspect. 
any of you, I know a lot of you are married that listen or maybe in a relationship. So you're probably familiar with the fact that you're ideally having some kind of sex or lovemaking at a bed and breakfast because you're either there to rekindle or, you know, make up sex or, um, you know, uh, doily, you know, maybe you have a doily fetish uh, that's possible. Or, you know, you just want to do some post-sex, like you're willing to put up with some driving around to some uh, boring stuff so that you can have, you know, sex. You know, one of you likes stuff that's boring and quaint and but but whatever. Um, so little if you, if you get employed doing um, something in a bed and breakfast where you're going to be in a room where the couple is in the room or one person, both situations are going at this bed and breakfast. But uh, you probably want a code word or just after a while you won't need the code word because you'll be able to observe, especially as different creatures uh, or um, – you know, different types of humanoids that aren't just straight uh, homo sapiens. So maybe you won't, until I sell you that other podcast, you won't have to worry about that. But, you know, you, you, once you know they're starting to make love, you probably want to 86 it. Um, what I recommend is uh, you could recommend as a part of with your turn down service after you get your chocolate, would you like a bedtime story? And I try to keep the bedtime stories non as like I don't know, uh, throwing any sexual illusions or stuff. But anyway, I'm way, way off um, topic. So I've been working out there all week, and I was trying to think, you know, where's the story going to be this week? Who's going to give me the story? You know, mummy, the mummy, and his. You know, I well, I can't confidential. That didn't. Happen. I didn't say. I said um, mummy, m o, m m y. Uh, like uh, there was a mother staying with her. Um, but I was like, who's, where's the story going to come from? And then I'm kicking back, uh, in the, uh, the main room there. And I'd, uh, I'd, uh, made a, uh, a paper mache bird with one of the earlier guests. So I had that bird and I was trying to get it to stand up in the, in the bird cage that they had, but it wouldn't stand up because it was made of paper. But next thing I know, I look up and what do I see? but a witch. And I'm talking about a witch straight out of the movies um, that you would have watched as a child. Like uh, she had the uh, hat. She had the uh, flowing black gown and she was green. Now this witch, she was had a more, um, her face was not as angular and frightening as most witches. I'll be honest. Hers was more she was a little bit more rounded in both um, stature and facially. She was not as harsh, harshly angled, as I just said. No warts, which I've, I, I, I forgot to ask her about uh, what, what's up with warts and witches. Is it the frogs? Because they say it isn't. Snopes.com says that uh, witches and whatever. But um, what is it? The eye of newt that you're always handling? But so this witch comes in, and she looked, um, to, to use a word, jovial. And so I did about a four, tri- double take, triple take, quadruple take, and then I did a spit take with um, tar- tarantula tea. What do we have? No, uh, leeches, leeches of lemonade, which had a brilliant, you could probably do this with your kids for Halloween if you want to ruin their teeth. Lemonade, 
with uh, sour patch worms in it. But uh, great, so I spit out the um, gummy worm. Now it was a gummy worm because I'd sucked all the uh, uh, sour patch off it. I don't know if that's trademarked, the sour patch, but go ahead and sue me. And so I'm like, um, she's like, hey, how you doing? And I said, <laughs> I said, hi, are you which? And she said, absolutely, I am a witch, kind of. And I said, oh, boy, like, uh, how you doing? She said, nice to meet you. I said, well, I'm the storyteller here at the uh, bed and breakfast. I've been looking for someone with a story, and I can tell by your face that you have a story. But it's probably not suitable for the podcast because you look so joyous and happy and amusing. And... uh and so, you know, I'm looking for more tales with, like, broken hearts or planets that are, um, you know, uh, destroyed. Those are the type of stories I've been going with so far. And, you know, I don't want one where you, you know, make friends with bunnies and you, you know, return the eyes to newts. And there's no warts. That's not a world that uh, stimulates the uh, creative process. No offense. And she said to me, no offense, but you don't even know what you're talking about, young man. And I said, young man, I said, lady, you look uh, like I shouldn't even be calling you a lady. Like, um, I've never seen a witch. That seems just so. And she said, okay, whoa, well, I'm not a witch. I'm not just a witch, and that's part of the thing. And I said, are you going out there to the multiverse? Can I come along and can you show me your story? And she said, I'd love to because this is a tale that I want all witches and women and men and boys and people who have given up on their dreams and been pegged and put in a corner, put on a label on them. I want them to hear this story. And I said, okay, but oh, that's, uh, wow, that's big words. And I don't even know uh, uh, how much time we've been, I, I've said, uh, but why not? But she said, uh, I said, you know, if you're going to tell me you like freaking cured Ebola and one X factor and, and then, you know, some, some great, great story, that's cool. But, you know, what, what, like, I'm going to need some kind of twist. And she's like, my, you, come on. So we went through the multiverse section that's supposed to be ice cream. And it turns out this time it was, uh, it was kind of like a greenish purplish, blackish sky and looked more like um melted uh it was really cool again wish i was on some sort of uh hallucinogen i could have watched it instead of staring at the clouds it was like these gobules globule globules or globules of like which stereotypical witch colors there's orange purple greens blacks in there just floating around and uh, the witch reached out and pulled some freaking gummy worms out of there. They were non-sour um, patch. They were straight gummy worms. I popped them in my mouth. Every single one had one would taste like candy corn. And she laughed at that. And then another one tasted like sour apple and whatever. So we get in and I said, so what's your tale? And she said, well, don't you want to know my name? And I said, probably, but is it, what if I, and she said, well, let's start out with my name when I was born. And I said, did your name start with a W like most, which is like Wanda Wendy? She said, no. And I said, well, then was your name Broomhilda? Because I know that's a popular witch name. 
And uh, she said, no, and are you going to spend all the time? I said, uh, no, go ahead and tell me your name. She said, it was, I was born Connie. And she's like, I was born into, uh, uh, she's like, I won't get into the whole uh, culture and history of of uh, uh, made-up witches. I know on the earth there's much, you know, bigger spectrum of witches. She's like, but I was born in one of these, you know, one of these universes you're in, fictional, you know, fake, real fictional witch universe, TV, movie-related, tasking, you know. She's like, it's too complicated for you to understand. And I said, I, I, I get your gist, Connie. She said, I'm not Connie anymore. And, that, and I said, well, okay, well, tell me your story. She said, well, I lived on, a, uh, you know, in a, uh, we'll just call it a coven, and uh, it was a lovely place. And we specialized in uh, rams and uh, ram's horn. Ram, she's like different stuff you'd use rams, different parts of rams and and secretions of rams and stuff. You know, we're a ram operation for witches. She's like, so we packaged that up, and we're the Ramstein Ram Corporation. I see you guys have corporations. I said, don't she said again, don't get don't get bogged down on the details. She said, Yeah. And she's like, but I was just not happy. And she's like, there were certain aspects about this whole you know, the whole my whole life set out in front of me. I'm gonna be uh, you know, I, I got two options. I can become join the family business and she's like, family is a different different more inclusive definition than you people use, but She's like, we'll just say that. And she said, uh, I could join the family business, you know. And, you know, I was already working there as a child and uh, learn, you know, get at Ram's expertise, maybe think outside the uh, the cauldron and come up with some new uses for the Ram's or, you know, more sane, safe and sane ways to use the Ram's, whatever. Or I could go off to school and, you know, do some other witch-related enterprise. But I was a witch. I lived in a witch universe. And that was it for me. And she said, you know, I was sad. And she said, you know, I moved from my, um, you know, youth into my tweens. And I felt something different in me. Something that made people look at me cross. And something that was distracting. So I was, you know, tripping up in school you know, I had friends, but it was something I just didn't feel like I fit in. She's like, I wasn't an outcast, so not not that bad. And then she's like, then I got to my teens, and, and that's everyone's like, don't worry. You'll be rocky, but you'll find your way. And I never did. I got to my 20s, and I still, you know, she's like, I, I try, you know, I tried to do the family business. Then I went to the school when I was a little bit older than the other women there. And I didn't feel good there, and I left school, and she was, I just it wasn't working. And I was she's like, to be honest, I was terribly afraid, and that's what they don't tell you about uh, being a witch. That witches are terribly afraid, just like, and I mean, again, of of you people because you have this thing against us, but also of trying to fi- find my way in the witch witch universe I was in. And I don't know, and everyone was, like, telling me I was going to figure it out, and I never figured it out. And I just saw maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm just not ever going to make it, and I should just be a mediocre Rams, you know, Ramstein Rams witch or, you know, do some easy job. 
like, uh, you know, broom polisher or something and just, you know, maybe numb myself with stuff. But I, I was just really sad, scared. I felt all alone like no one knew. And I was just breathtaking. This story is just breathtaking to me. I was just, usually, you know, I interrupt the stories and mess them up. But I was pretty, but, you know, and this is, again, this, this is the magic of this um, transverse plane is that this is kind of unfolding as she's telling me the story. So she keeps going. She's like, uh, now I was about to lose hope and just, you know, resign myself to living this life that didn't feel like it fit. She's like, and I felt like this is what it's going to be like. And all these people that care about me want me to be happy. I'll just have to fake it to make them happy. And I, I, I don't know. And then I was walking on this path and this woman was trying to move this giant cauldron and she was rolling it down the hill. And I was like, huh, you shouldn't have that much trouble rolling that cauldron. What's up with that? And I said, can I help you? And she ran away. And I realized there was someone in the cauldron, another witch. And I said, what are you doing in there? And she said, it's a totally long story. Don't call any authorities. We're uh, in a relationship, me and her, and it's complicated. And uh, she's running away because don't, let's just, it's between us and it's, you know, it's just a thing we do. And I said, she says, I said to her, that's strange. She said, I know. But, you know, it's like a, it's called cauldron rolling and it's not an extreme sport. It's just part of, she said, I, I don't, it's between me and my, my, my partner. Just, can you just leave it alone? I said, so sure I did. I said to her and she said, well, you look down um, and you have the most unwitch like face, if you don't mind me saying as a witch, one witch to another that I've ever seen. And she was like, I said to her, yeah, I know I am down. As a matter of fact, I just don't feel like a witch. I, like, like I, there's a part of me that loves this witchcraft and the witching and the cats and the brooming and the flying and the Halloweening and the Ivanuting and the ram's horn grinding and all that. But and it's not that I want more. It's that, uh, and the, she said to her, listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, I fell in love with this other person, and now we have this thing we do. And she's like, I'm not going to get into it, but that's filled the, you know, filled my life. But she's like, I think, filled, uh, and that's what made, you know, filled the thing for me. But she's like, I think I need something different. And I think I know the solution because I've been working on this spell. And I know I'm not supposed to shoot you out of this universe, but she's like, I got a feeling about you. And your um, the way you the the way you stand makes me say I like the cut of her jib. And now, just so you know, I've been traveling around a lot outside of here. I'm a traveling witch, so that's why. No, it's, it's not on the it's above board. But I'm gonna. But she's like, so she casts the spell in a giant cauldron. She says, "Dive in, and you'll find your way." And I dive into this cauldron, and I end up in the sea, and I'm almost. And it's night, and there's a storm, and it's cold, and I'm terribly afraid. And again, I'm all alone, but now I have no idea where I am. 
and uh, I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't swim that much, especially in cold water. But I'm treading water, and I'm trying to stay up, and it's not these outfits, these which clothes are not good for swimming. And the next thing I know, I hear voices, and I hear churning, and I see a rowboat right off, and I reach out my hand, and I grab it, and there's men on this rowboat, and they're, they say, oh, what? And I climb out of the rowboat, and they're all afraid, and they curl up at the side, and the sight of me, green and soaking wet. They're terribly afraid. And I say, hey, guys, I guess I was just uh, in the water here. I'm a little lost. I'm not, don't worry. And they're speechless. And I see a bigger ship just over their shoulders, a giant big ship. And I see the ship, and I point to the ship, and I say, uh, what do you call it when you use those things to move the boat? And the guys are still afraid. And I say, now. And they start rowing the boat towards the ship. I should note that at some point when I was a girl, a young, young witch girl, I had uh, found this uh, this troll woman. She wasn't a witch, and she ran this thing called uh, Librara, where book, their books that books, and they were like technically gray area books. We weren't supposed to be reading for pleasure except for, you know, you know, fun witch stuff like Ned the Nutty Newt and stuff. But she's like, she had all these books about cowboys. And I loved reading them. And I just found the whole cowboy lifestyle of being out on the plains and and being, it was just something I fantasized about. And I never thought, you know, I was like, I figured these books were from some strange fictional world that made no sense to me with riding of horses instead of brooms <laughs> and uh, smoking things instead of insects and oh, like those, you know, hats that would not dissipate the rain in such an efficient manner as a cone would while having still having a brim that would keep the sun off you. Uh, such silly things. And I just find the and I told I told tell the lie 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 woman, the book lady I called her. I said I love these cowboy books, and she said, "Well, I'm writing them." And I said, "Well, how do you know all about these cowboys?" And she said, uh, "She explained to me that one day she hit her head and she had a dream, and now that's what she dreams of every night is these cowboys." And as we approached the ship, I saw these guns trained on me. And I knew they were guns from the cowboy books. I said, is this a boatload of cowboys? Because I don't remember a boat-related adventure with the cowboys. They were always in landlocked. There was rivers. And the occasional sitting by a lake and making sweet love to another cowboy. But other than that, it was they were landlocked. And I always thought to myself... Uh, well, I thought to myself, this time, what are these cowboys doing on a boat? Why are they guns? Now the, And I would always thought the cowboys were mostly clean-shaven, which I never understood from what I know about these these type of males with the testosterone and the hair grows. But these, so these cowboys, they had no shaving. They were they're beardy, and they had no dungarees. They were wearing um, some sort of... Um, different material and there was more belts and leather 
And lots of, they also, they had silly hats, but their silly hats were different. And I said, we found ourselves a boatload of cowboys. And I got on the ship and they all looked at me over. And they said, oh, wait, I was kind of monster from the sea. Are you a green beast? And I said, oh, you silly cowboys. What, I'm no beast from the sea. I'm a witch. And then someone screamed, ah, witch. I've heard about witches that have powers of evil and blah, blah. She's a hex, and she'll take us all, and she'll take our... And I said, oh, no, 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 those are the, that's a pejorative idea of witches. That, uh, that, that's, uh, that's not the whole truth. You're only seeing one part of a, a, a rich, rich history of witches you have no understanding of. And also I have power you have no understanding of, so you should watch your tone with me. Because I do, despite the, my pleasantness and my least angular face, I I have a temper. And then this one cowboy came up to me and he said, Witch, we're going to take you and we're going to throw you in the game or gate. And I said, what? What, what? what? I don't understand, cowboy. What are you doing? And he said, we're not cowboys. I said, you're a bunch of sea cowboys? And then he had a laugh like a, a, a like his in his stomach was shaking like it was a he had, it was a bowl full of gelatinous you know rendered newt fat and he was having the time of his life and he said we're sea sea he kept saying sea cowboys and everyone was laughing and i said what's so funny and he said we're pirates and i said pirates is that a that's my understanding of the word pie and rat. Uh, you're eaters of rat pies? That would make sense on a ship. Now, do you bring the rats or do you just eat them? Uh, uh, and he said, he said, oh, no, 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 pirates. It's a rat. pirates, not rats. It's a different uh, arrangement of letters. And I said, oh, that's uh, wonderful, pirates. I was pleased to meet you. I am a witch as you're... And said, but like I said, I'm a much broader. What's this gamer's gate you're planning on doing to me? And he said, it's a, it's a, it's a cell, and we place you in there, and there's a gate, and it lowers, and we make a game of you, and usually we do, you know, we make you a sport of you being mean and yelling and talking, and eventually we will do more, much more meaner things to you, and. And she said to him, I, I don't think I would like that one bit. This gamer's gate sounds terrible to me. Well, I, I think we should just be friends. I, I would love to see your cowboy pirate adventures on the sea. And uh, I don't, I'm from another world. And if you came to my witch world, I would probably be very welcoming to you. And I work on a ram production uh, coven. And... Uh, I could teach you many things about rams. And the pirate said, uh, the main pirate said, uh, Snow, charming, come and get her. And these two men came and they tried to grab me. And I said, halt. And I said, no one place their hands on me. I will not go and be imprisoned. I'm your guest here on your ship. And I expect to be treated with some respect. And that's how, uh, the, you know, despite all their nasty rumors about witches, we treat People are guests with the utmost care and respect, unless there are captives, which is different. But you didn't capture me. I'm not your captive. I'm an accidental uh, cowboy pirate 
thingamajig on your ship. I guess I'm not a stowaway because you let me on. So technically you're busted. And he said, uh, he pulled his sword out and he raised it. And I was forced to uh, push him overboard and uh, cast a uh, spell out of my fingernails that um, shot many holes in him. And that was the end of that man. And he said, uh, all uh, Snow and Charming were the two men that were closest to me. And Snow said, Holy Yosemite, you just shot many multiple holes in Blackbeard out of your fingernails and threw him over the ship. And I said, I did. And uh, what what was that you said? And I, he said, I'm not sure. I was so blown away. He's the toughest pirate there's ever been. There's many tales of... And he was the commander of our ship, and we're just followers and toadies and, and fearful, brave men, but only brave when uh, under the threatful leadership of, of Blackbeard. Uh, what should we, should we, are you a leader type uh, witch woman? And she said, uh, I, 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 she said to me, she said, I, 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 I could be. I've never led a cowboy pirate ship before, but I could. And I said, uh, well, where are you? Head? What, what, first off, what do pirates do? And the pirates all laughed. And they said, piracy, of course. And I said, well, uh, what, what, what does piracy involve? And they said, uh, you know, we, we take stuff from people. And I said, oh, dear. And the witch, well, okay, I'm in another world. That's your values. That's, uh, this is what you pirates value. And they said, yes, we take treasure and gold and ships and uh, women and uh, money and food, whatever we take, what we want from other, mostly a, the uh, Her Majesty's ships. Or and, and I said, "Well, where are you headed?" And they said, "Well, we're after the HMS Talladega. It's full of gold bullion, and we plan on stealing it and buying an island. And will you lead us?" And I said, "I will, and I shall, and I shall learn how to lead by leading you all." And something inside me to to pull us out of the story changed forever that day. For suddenly, the way these men looked at me in both fear and respect, and of course a couple of men I had to come correct as I've learned and uh, do away with them and replace them or, you know, wound them grievously uh, so they would learn to follow me. But slowly I found that this was what the calling I had always dreamed of, and I was able to use both my witch powers and new powers I had no idea I was capable of discovering. I discovered a vast well of love of piracy and villainy, I guess, in some sense, and swashbuckling and the seven seas. Well, the world I was in, those 18 seas, because it was a pirate world. There weren't really any cowboys that we encountered. But, uh, and I, I, uh, I became Witchbeard. And they, they, they talk about me, at least in that universe. I became a legend. I'm on vacation here. Uh, a long story. I, I developed a fetish for making love inside of, uh, giant, uh, crucibles and cauldron, uh, giant, uh, cauldrons. I, I developed a fetish of, uh, making love inside of giant cauldrons. And I'm trying to work. I was hoping to figure out uh, just it would be, make it just an option instead of a necessity. 
But that's why I'm here at this bed and breakfast, but it's been a pleasure meeting you. I'm like, whoa, 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 you can't. But that's like your start of your story. She said, yes, but when you hear, when you're on the sea and you see fear in a pirate's eyes, notice the fear of her lady witchbeard who rides the 18 seas with a merciless heart. Now, as an aside of witches, we don't have a, the same type of heart, understanding of heart as you do, but uh, with a merciless heart and a face that incites fear in the hearts of all men and cowboys. If we would ever meet them, I would scare the cowboys too. So see, my, what's the irony is for a pirate, I'm very intimidating. And the fact that I'm green and dressed like a witch, even if they're unfamiliar with the uh, history, you know, the, the, the stuff you make up about witches now, they, it, it, you know, they, they worry about witch beard coming for them. And, uh, you know, we mostly go after the ruling class or the military class or very, uh, uh, you know, and then we own multiple islands now. And I've started some witching schools because I've met young women. And uh, all of the, uh, you know, I, I'm against these pirates were into, you know, taking women and using them. And I said, no, 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 there will be none of that with Lady Witchbeard. So that was, again, some of the melting I had to do and eyeball-removing types of things. But, uh, yes, that is how I became Lady Witchbeard, and that is why I did not tell you my name at first. It's a pleasure to meet you. And let's go back, and I can get you some more gummies as we make our way back to the, the bed and breakfast. But I hope you enjoyed meeting me. And, you know, you no need to fear me because we're not in my world right now. And I said, I don't think I fear you. I think I, uh, uh, I, I, I admire you. I mean, that is a tale to inspire people everywhere that a witch could become a pirate witch, right? Is it a witch pirate? Do you prefer witch pirate or pirate witch? I prefer pirate. Well, I, I'm a pirate first with witch capabilities or like, um, yeah, a pirate witch, which pirate? I'm a pirate. Lady Witchbeards, the name piracy is my game. So, yeah, but I haven't have, I'd be lucky enough to be a witch, which actually gives me a huge advantage over anyone that would attempt to mess with me. And I said, well, you could have lived your whole life just in a world being, you know, grinding ram's horns and whatever else you, you know, rendering newt's fat or whatever you were talking about or you could have gone to school for freaking uh whatever the crystal orb making or whatever the hell you guys do or cauldron casting right wow you're so brave i i i admit that that i've learned a lot from um just how vulnerable you were and how the strange strength came from your vulnerability well you know, if I see you on the seven or 18 seas and you stand in my way, I'll still take you and, uh, you know, destroy you. Or, you know, you could come work for me as an indentured servant or some such. Well, I tell these, I tell Bet, ah, no, I do not. I've heard about you from the staff. Well, don't you have any trouble sleeping? Which pirates sleep so good? Because our days are so physical 
demanding emotionally, physically, and mentally. I have to be on at all times. What about your crew, though? Don't you think that your crew could use some bedtime stories? Uh, especially the ones that live in fear of you? What if they're afraid you're going to come down and, oh, well, now you're talking my game. You know, wouldn't you more rested crew? Uh, well, I may have some room for you anyway. I may take you back with me. Well, I'd have to go, I have um, commitments. But the good thing is I could maybe, maybe one day we could have an adventure and I could come along with you, Witchbeard. Well, I might, I might or might not like that, but you probably would not, for the life of a pirate is very hard indeed. And I said, okay, well, thank you for your time and all the gummy worms, because I literally packed my backpack full of gummy worms that she pulled out of this meta transfers for me. And then, um, but yeah, what did she say? Something about uh, the life of a pirate is a life indeed or something. Or very, I can't remember already. She had a salient point there. But um, I think it was a great story she told me. And I'm glad I met her, Witchbeard, Lady Witchbeard. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, how often do you get to meet a witch that is a pirate? Or a pirate that was once a witch, I guess is that that's it. A pirate that was once a witch. Not very often, if ever. So that's cool. Um, but I, at the same time, I hope it helps you fall asleep. Um, and if not, know that seriously... No matter how lost you are, I mean, conceivably, you won't be a woman that has to have a woman that was once a witch is now a pirate, but her sexual hangups, she has to have sex in a cauldron only. So that's a one plus plus you can take away. Two, you know, uh, Lady Witchbeard found her way in the world. I guess she was probably, I'm guessing she wasn't until her 30s, mid 30s, till she became a pirate. So. Kind of a second act for her, but it's really her first act. Who knows uh, when you're a witch pirate what, how many acts you're going to have. So cool, huh? So hold on for your uh, cauldron, uh, your strange woman pushing another strange woman in a cauldron and then jumping in the cauldron and, and taking that leap of uh, faith or desperation, whatever you want to call it, into another universe that makes you know no sense to you in this anyway it's pretty pretty hard to put a moral on this story because it's so but there is one it's it's in there probably unintentionally and then when i try to push it it gets further away so just remember some witches can be witches but some pirates could be witches too so that's you know all right good night